Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ramblers, let's get rambling. Ramblers, let's get rambling. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Ramble with Russell, show 513 of my podcast, the home of intelligent rambling, right here on the Talk Shoe Network. I'm your host, Russell. A terrific show lined up for you again today. Let's start things off with a, a new entry from the, the folk from Fine Austin Green. It is Cross Wars on Blu ray, courtesy of Sony Home Entertainment. Then we continue the wars in a way, going back now to the World War II. With a brand new release, courtesy of Paramount Home Video, it is Allied, starring Brad Pitt and Marion Cotillard. Then we go from the, the, the bomb cities of London to the south shores of the Pacific, uh, or the Polynesian shores, with a brand new animated release from great folks at Walt Disney Home Video. It is Disney's Moana on the Blu-ray. And then we go from the lovely shores... Of of the South Pacific Islands, to to a very dystopian future, a very bleak future with with my movie review of Logan at a theater near you. That's all in this edition of Ramble with Russell. So we're going to take a little musical interlude right up with the first review of the show. review for this episode is Cross Wars, courtesy of the great folks at Sony Home Entertainment. Now, this is a sequel to the original movie Cross, which came out back in 2011. Now, I did not see Cross. For some reason, you know, I review a lot of videos on the show, and occasionally things kind of slip by me. And this is one of those movies that I kind of miss. So this is actually a sequel to a movie I haven't seen before. Now, the, the, way the, the, the way it kind of starts off, and this is almost a movie within a movie, we have these two little kids that go and get this comic book. Everybody's like, ooh, you sure you can handle it, Larry Kid? And so you, so you have, on the surface, uh, a brother and sister reading this comic book. And as they read the comic book, it then comes to life. The cast for this is, is quite a hodgepodge. Of uh, famous people. Brian uh, Austin Green is Callan. He's kind of your lead in this. Which will, good old David Silver from 90210. Uh, one of your villains. You have two villains for the price one in this movie. You have Danny Trejo as Muerte. Which of course is Spanish for dead. And, and Vinnie Jones Gunnar. Which is reprising his role from the first movie. Apparently in the first movie. Slight spoiler. He died. But in this one, he comes back. So you kind of have two villains for the price of one. Uh, along the road, you have Tom Sizemore. He, he's in this as well. 
Um, you have quite a few actors and actresses which I've never heard of before. The 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 plot is basically this. It's set in some kind of dystopian future where Cross, played by David uh, David Austin Green, or Brian Austin Green, is the leader of some kind of group of I guess modern-day superheroes, you know, because modern-day superheroes, they don't wear tights. They wear leather and tactile gear and no, no. And Cross has a weird kind of power that he can make people evaporate. See, not seeing the first movie, we totally miss the origin of his weird, freaky superpower that makes him be able to evaporate people. And then you throw in... He has he has a, a a girlfriend in this one as well, and her power is that she can kind of freeze time with with her with her necklace. So you have these kind of things juxtaposed against each other. Uh, Vinnie Jones is always good as a bad guy, and Danny Trejo is as well. Vinnie Jones, though, keep in mind, doesn't come in to like. Oof, a good way into the chunk of the movie. Danny Trejo is mostly this. This is, it's very much a movie, I'd say, with a TV show budget when it comes to effects. It's not that they're really, really, really bad, but you can tell they were done on a budget and they're done very sparingly. So the the main plot line is that um, that, that, that Trejo, Machete, Morte, not Machete, <laughs> wants to kind of take over things and in Vinnie Jones's character of Gunner, he has a much bigger kind of let's wipe out the whole world plan. It, it, it's it's kind of convoluted. It, it's one of these movies um, where ah, it, it, it's kind of doing that whole kind of team thing. You you have a token African American guy who's your comedy relief. This is one of these movies where they they kind of jump into it. And you're thinking, okay. I can I, I I sort of understand where this is going, but and and I these are the good guys and these are the bad guys and two of the good guys of superpowers and and their boyfriend girlfriend. Um, that's the way I look at it. It's very violent, but it's not like over the top violent. There's no like you know limbs being lost and heads being decapitated and stuff like that. It's, it's kind of a PG violence. This would have made... This is almost like uh, an extended episode of if there was Cross, the TV show. Um, so it is that. The acting is kind of cheesy. Uh, <laughs> Brian Austin Green is a tough guy. You can take that how you want it. Um, it it's, it's very comic booky, and that's the way it's kind of designed to be. You do have uh, Filmmaker's Commentary. That's the meat and bones of your... Um, of of your behind the scenes and and then their alternative credits as well. Overall, it's one of these movies where I kind of wish I'd watched the first one to more be invested in the characters in the second. The way the second one ends, they definitely tease uh, a third movie. Although it probably depends on how well this did in video. After all, it's been six years since the first. So what does that tell you? Overall, if you want something different, um, check it out. Uh, if you want something with more kind of explosions and bigger effects, then, you know, maybe you need to go somewhere else. But as, as a small budget movie, not bad. It just, I felt a little lost uh, not having seen the first movie. 
So that is my take of Cross Wars on Blu-ray, courtesy of the great folks at Sony Home Entertainment.
The second Blu-ray movie review for this episode is Ally, courtesy of Paramount Home Entertainment. Now, this movie stars Brad Pitt and Marianne Cotillard as two kind of World War II spies or insurgent agents who basically fall in love and, and go to start a family. Now, the twist is, 
is that Brad Pitt's character meets her when when he kind of parachutes in for a mission to 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 kill some enemies of the state, if you will, and she helps out. And in in, in during the course of the movie, they become a couple. And and as they they, they, they become a get married and have a kid, it, it gets brought to his his superiors from V section bring to his attention that, you know what? Maybe your wife is a spy. Maybe all this time she's been working for the Germans and reporting information back to them. And you need to find out. We're going to give you a test. We're going to give you some information to see if she passes it on. If she passes it on, shoot her in the head. That's what they say to this guy. So his character kind of gets torn between his duty to his country and not killing the woman he's grown to love and the mother of his child. So that's where the suspense comes in. This is an interesting period piece. I have to give them points for costuming and, and set design. It really made a good job recreating the 1940s in this movie. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of so-so on Brad Pitt a lot of times. He's just another Hollywood pretty boy actor, you know, and 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 some movies I just can't stand him in. I mean, the, the, the last kind of really dramatic movie I saw, him, I liked him in, with seven years in Tibet. And this kind of has that same kind of feel. There is a fair amount of decent action. There is, um, there is suspense when it comes to it. And, and, and the chemistry between the, the Brad Pitt and the female lead is really there. These two, you can really tell, hit it off. And, and, and that kind of works and that helps drive the plot forward. It is at times a very violent movie. A lot of people get shot in the head. The gunplay is quite intense in a lot of it. Uh, but it is a very interesting picture and, and, uh, and you know, puts people in a position like, what would you do if, if this was your choice? If you had no other choice but to do this, would you do this? Now, this is, of course, directed by Robert Zemeckis, who, of course, was best known for doing... Um, a lot of great movies, Back to the Future trilogy, a, a lot of big films. And and I've always been kind of mixed with the Zemeckis films. I like Back to the Future, but then I believe he did Castaway, which to this day, I can't stand. So he's he's been a mixed bag for me. Alan Silvestri, of course, is back scoring this. Those two have worked together in countless movies. And that kind of adds to it. There's a nice score to this. Overall, it, it, it's a good drama. Um, are there, like, well, I mean, there are a fair amount of... It's not a, like, consistent action, action, action. The action bits in there are quite intense. I mean, there's a plane that crashes. Um, and the choice that he has to make at the end is is really, like, man, really? The government is forcing you to do this? And I, it makes me wonder if this kind of stuff happened uh, during the wars. Now, for extras, not a bad bunch of extras for a single-disc Blu-ray. You get from stage to screen, you get uh, from or from stage to the Sahara, production design featurette, through lens directing with Robert Zemeckis, a uh, uh, featurette in the costumes, on the sound, uh, just on a, a lot of aspects of the movie itself. It really does, uh, most of them are, are kind of featurettes. So there's a lot of small ones, but it does give you a, a pretty good view of it. Now, unfortunately, there's no audio commentaries. And Mechus is one of these directors, kind of like Spielberg, that really doesn't like to do commentary on his movies. 
And it's a shame. I would have loved to have heard his take on this and and his overall. I mean, he appears on camera in the featurettes to talk, but that is as close as you're going to get. If you're up for a good historical uh, war drama with a, a little bit of suspense and some pretty decent but very brutal gunplay, yeah, check it out. I, I like the performances. I think if this wasn't nominated for Academy Award, they should have got at least something for it because it, it was really well done, had a good pace to it, and I enjoyed it. And and that, that I'm not a big, you know, Ramblers, I'm not a really big war movie fan. I could take them or leave them. Uh, but this one... Not bad. Uh, I, I like the story between the couple, and it, it really shows you know how far you'll go to, to protect the one that you care about. So that is my take of Allied on a Blu-ray, courtesy of the great folks at Paramount Home Entertainment. for this episode is Disney's Moana, courtesy of the great folks of Walt Disney Home Entertainment. Now, I haven't watched uh, a Disney movie like Walt Disney Studios, you know, since Frozen. And as Ramblers know, if you go back and find my Frozen review, I actually liked it. Um, I, I found the story compelling, I liked the characters, and I also uh, liked the songs. So I was really hoping that, okay, we're going to continue this. Now, this is a Disney Animation Studios release. It's not Pixar. So it's it's strictly done by Walt Disney Studios. The story falls uh, falls uh, follows the the role of of a young Polynesian girl named Moana, played by Louis Cravello, who who wants to make her own way in the world. The, the way the story goes is that the, these residents of of the islands, uh, a heart, uh, a, a stone was taken from the island. And and it has essentially trapped the, the villagers on the island for a long time. And you can tell right at the start of this that Moana has... She has a destiny beyond the village. The, the ocean, like, talks... Well, kind of communicates with her in a way. And and, and her grandmother, uh, played by Rachel House, she she is a... Um, a f- more of a free spirit than her father. Her father in this one is very overprotective. Holy moly. He is, he is like, no, you know, you, you can't go to the water. You can't go past the reef. It's not safe. But then one realizes that he should do something about this. 
then it's endangering her whole island. So she sets off on a mission to to find Maui, which we get introduced right away as this demigod who took the the, the hearts of 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 the island out, and he she has to get Maui to put it back because she doesn't know how to put it back. So that's her role. Maui, of course, is is replayed by Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and and really works in 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 this movie. Yeah, has, has a huge huge body, much bigger than he does in real life, and and is his crazy hair. I, I have to admit, computer animation and hair is really getting crazy good. I mean, you you look at the early days of the the, the you know the, the the cell animation, which I love. Compared to nowadays, and the, the detail and the, the the realism of the hair is crazy. Now, Disney made a big halloo about this in one of the featurettes, about, oh, you know, we really worked on the hair, we've never done anything with the hair this way before, and it's revolutionary hair, man! And I'm going, I don't know, didn't you do, like, Brave a while back, and there was that girl, and she had red curly hair? I'm pretty sure about that one. So, whatever. Uh, the story is really kid- catchy. Much like um, much like Frozen, this is very much a Disney animated musical story. There's a lot of songs in this. Very catchy songs. Dwayne can sing really well in this. And even the girl who plays Moana, she's one of those double threats. Much like Jody Benson, who can act and sing. So that's a rarity. It's it's not like they went with Aladdin back in the day. Where it was like one talking voice, one singing voice. This time around, they, they found the dual combination. The right thing is, in this movie, uh, a lot of the, the people behind this movie are the same people behind Aladdin and Lion King. And as you watch this, and you realize it afterwards, you're going, yeah, it's, it's very much like that. This movie follows... Along the lines of very similar Disney movies from the past with a very strong young female lead, although she's not a princess. She's the daughter of a chieftain. Uh, much like Mulan, Pocahontas, Little Mermaid, Brave, as I mentioned. Um, all, all, all these kind of strong female leads. And this is, even Beauty and the Beast, Belle, I would, I would rank in there as, as women that just, they, they do what they want to do, and screw the rest of you people who think I need to do something different. Uh, she does have an animal sidekick this this time around. It's a chicken called Hi Hi, which is voiced by Adam Tudjik, who, of course, we remember from Firefly. So that's that's his role in it. For the most part, that's really all the really big famous names. What the producers did, they made a conscien- uh, an effort to to hire most of the characters from that area and and use people that generally live in the Polynesian Islands. So that's really cool. And they also, you can tell this in the extras, they went through great lengths to work with these people to make sure that everything is an accurate representation in their lifestyle. At one point, the the Rock's character, Maui, they, the, the, at first Disney thought, oh, we need to make him bald. And the, and the people that live there said, no, 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 no. Hair is a sign of for let's see, in power, you you can't make him bald. You you gotta give him hair. So that's why we had the big kind of do on on a good old Maui. The songs again are very catchy. This is a very PG, a very safe movie. There aren't really any kind of poopy or kind of like toilety uh, humor in the film, which I appreciate. I think you can always, 
you know, that's going to the lowest denominator. And I, I like movies that don't go that way. Overall, it, it's a story of redemption in a way for for Maui, for, uh, for Moa and Maui. And and visually, it is it is amazing. I, the, the things they can do with water now, in computer animation, just blows me away. Blew me away with movies like Finding Dory and Finding Nemo, and in this one, same thing. It's just like the water effects are are just surreal these days. For extras, you get a lot of extras. You do get the inner um, the the short film Inner Workings, which was. Uh, aired, uh, the, which was shown with the movie in the theaters. It's another cute little kind of short where there's no dialogue. It's all strictly visual. And and I, I like this, these trends. It, it's really creative when they do that. For extras, you have the voice of the islands. Again, a huge featurette where they, they worked with the people on the islands to get a, a, a accurate representation. You get things you don't know about. This is a cute little featurette where the, the, the this movie stars and people that work for the movie answer questions. You get a feature on island fashion, on, on a music video as well, and uh, deleted scenes and Easter eggs. Because all Disney movies these days have Easter eggs, and maybe you can spot them. But there were a few they pointed out and went, no, I, I didn't see that before. Basically, this is this is another fun Disney movie. I really like the, the the story to it. The music was really really cool, really fun. They a lot of uh, points they actually mix traditional Polynesian or island music <coughs> with with the soundtrack. And at a couple of points, the, there's a haka performed as well, and that's a very Samoan, very island kind of thing to do if you know your Samoans. In general, I enjoyed the movie. It's another hit to me when it comes to Disney. Whether there is a Moana 2, I don't know. I didn't think there'd be a Frozen 2 yet. They're doing it. I could possibly see the way they ended this, how they could you know, carry on the story of the Moana on Maui. We'll see if like a new threat kind of pops up. Maybe they'll do that. But they, they kind of bookended the show on a nice, positive mode and and I like that uh, it, it really is is a a nice story kind of mixed in there and and definitely worth worth checking out so that is my take of Disney's Moana on the Blu-ray courtesy of the great folks of Walt Disney Home Entertainment <laughs> There's a man going around taking names, and he decides who to free and who to blame. Everybody won't be treated all the same. There will be a golden ladder reaching down when the man comes around. The hairs on your arm will stand up at the Torah in each sip and each sup. Will you partake of that last offered cup or disappear into the potter's ground when the man comes around? Hear the trumpets, hear the pipers. One hundred million angels singing Multitudes are marching 
to the big kettle drum. Voices calling, voices crying. Some are born and some are dying. It's Alpha and Omega's kingdom come. And the whirlwind is in the thorn tree. The virgins are all trimming their wicks. The whirlwind is in the thorn tree. It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Until Armageddon, no shalom, no shalom. Then the father hen will call his chickens home. The wise man will bow down before the throne. And at his feet, they'll cast the golden crowns. When the man comes around. Whoever is unjust, let him be unjust still. Whoever is righteous, let him be righteous still. Whoever is filthy, let him be filthy still. Listen to the words long written down. When the man comes around. Hear the trumpets, hear the pipers. One hundred million angels singing. Multitudes are marching to the big kettle drum. Voices calling and voices crying. Some are born and some are dying. It's Alpha and Omega's kingdom come. And the whirlwind is in the thorn trees. The virgins are all trimming their wicks. The whirlwind is in the thorn trees. It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. In measured hundredweight and penny pounds. When the man comes around. theatrical movie release for this episode is Logan, a new theater near you. Now, this is supposed to be the last appearance of Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. He's talked about this for ages. He said, you know, I, he wanted a really good movie to kind of finish his run as Wolverine because, you know, he's not getting any younger and he would rather kind of pass off the role to somebody younger that can kind of carry it forward than to keep doing it himself sort of thing, which is fair. So a lot of anticipation went in for this movie. I'd heard about this for ages. And now this is based on the comic book Old Man Logan. The You know, I'll be forward here. I haven't read the book. So I really can't totally compare it to that graphic novel. So if you have, bully on you. I just, I don't have a chance to read these things. So that's what it's based on. In, in this particular movie, bad things have happened in the X-Men universe. It is set in the year um, 2029, and in the last 25 years, Charles Xavier is kind of like a ticking time bomb. The way they explain it in the no- in the movie is that 25 years from the start of the movie, he had a massive, I guess, head attack or seizure 
that caused him to kill thousands of people and in seven of the X-Men. That led him and Logan into hiding from the government because he was like a mental bomb kind of went off and and so he had to go into hiding. Uh, we don't see that as a flashback. So you're thinking, maybe we'll see it. No, no, they don't, didn't do that. So so now Logan is is basically his kind of babysitter where they're hiding out and, and Wolverine slash Logan has become a limo driver for hire. And that's how he's earning money. His life is, you know, it's going pretty, you know, normally. Although Charles is getting worse. When he comes across a young kid named Laura. And that's when stuff really kind of hits the fan. Now, I have to give some slight spoilers here because I can't talk about it probably unless I do, but I won't go too crazy. Laura is 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 X-23. If you've known your comics books, she's a character that, that's just relatively recent in the, in the comic universe. What, what's happened in this movie's timeline is that the Weapon X project didn't stop. And instead of keeping trying to take mutants and, you know, augment them into something better, they, they decided there was a much more insipid way of getting rid of the mutant population. So at the time of this movie, Wolverine, X, uh, Wolverine Xavier, and another uh, recognizable X uh, mutant are kind of the last mutant standing. And, 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 and it kind of falls to Logan to protect this girl from the government forces that just want her back. So that's kind of the plot of the, the, the novel, of the, of the movie. Now, I'm going to tell you hands down, this is probably more violent movies I've seen in a while. Now, not to say that there are all the other Wolverine movies were kind of happy, happy, joy, joy. This one is really violent and is not a movie I'm warning out, parents. Don't take your kids to it. It's extremely violent. There are many claw shots to the head. I'm not joking. And and quite a lot of F-bombs. And there's also a flash of female nudity, upper nudity. So if you're saying, oh, oh, my kid wants to see an X-Men movie, maybe you should choose something else. Just saying, it, it's a very adult movie. Close to Deadpool, I would say. But a little more in a serious tone. Deadpool was like adult, but kind of poking fun at itself, where this... It's a very serious movie. In some ways, it's a very dark movie. I'm going to warn you people, if you go to see this movie theater, bring some Kleenex or get some serviettes from the, from the lobby. Otherwise, uh, it, it's going to pull your heartstrings. Uh, there, there's some really genuine kind of like oh, moments in it. Now, the ending is the ending. A lot of people are complaining about the ending. I don't mind it. If this is the way you put a cap on Hugh Jackman's Wolverine and you move forward with maybe other characters in the X-Men universe, X-Men universe, I'm fine with it. Uh, the, 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 the fights are just insane. Uh, I have to give points to, to the young actress who played Laura, X-23. Uh, Daphne Keene, she is amazing. I, I watch her performances and I go... She reminds me of Hit Girl from the first Kick-Ass movie. Just seeing a little kid cause serious damage to adults. And for the first, almost half of the movie, she has no dialogue. It is strictly all just the look in her face. And she does it really well. This, the, that, that kind of silent intensity. And I think this kid has a future. I, I hope that, you know, 
the because she did she had a really good part in this and that intensity uh, I think this kid has potential. Overall, if you're an X-Men fan, yeah, you want to check this out. Um, if you're put off by swearing, a brief bit of nudity, and a lot of violence, maybe this movie is not for you. But I think it did really well. I love the interaction between Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman. That Wolverine and Xavier kind of form like a father-son relationship in this movie. It's really funny to see how they play off each other. Uh, for some of the scenes of dialogue, I thought that's really cute, and and there are many refer- there are some references to the previous X Men movies, as well. Uh, the soundtrack on it is tremendous. Uh, you don't get to hear the Johnny Cash song till right near the end, which is a shame. There are no end credit scenes at the end, so don't look for it. There's a very funny Deadpool <laughs> teaser at the start of the movie. Now, normally you'd see those at the end of the movie, but the way the movie ended. Yeah, it was smart to put Deadpool at the start of it. Um, so, yeah. Um, I really enjoyed it. I think it's one of the, the, the best X-Men movies I had. The most serious X-Men movie. And I think, just the, the seriousness of it, I think this could be, uh, wouldn't surprise me, come a year from now, this could be an Oscar contender. And I'd love to see it. It's so rare superhero movies ever get nominated for Oscars. But I think their performance in it is really good. And it's definitely worth checking to see in the theater because the action is just super crazy. And there's at one point where the movie kind of goes Mad Maxi, which is really cool, where, where Xavier, Laura, and, and, and Logan are trying to escape from these guys, trying to track them down. Reavers, Reavers are in this movie. And, and, and they're like chasing them in a car and there's other cars and it's on a desert highway. And it's like, man, that is so Mad Max. It doesn't last for very long, but it's kind of cool. And I don't know if they did it on purpose, but I, so I took it. One other thing in the movie I thought was really cool. During the early part of the movie, uh, Laura X-23 is watching the classic old movie Shane, a Western, which if you haven't seen it, watch it. She sees a line in the movie, and that comes to play at the end of this movie. And I thought, wow, that just makes me want to watch that Shane movie again. Because that, that, that is so cool that, that they put that in. Because it very much epitomizes what Wolverine is. And, and um, yeah, I thought that was a nice touch to do a callback to a really old classic Western. As I said, uh, a fun X-Men movie, the grittiest, darkest X-Men movie I think there ever will be, but but worth checking out um, if you enjoy the character and, and yeah, a, a really good X-Men film. So that is my take of Logan. By the theater near you. Well, that's going to wrap things up for this episode of the show. Hope you all enjoyed it. As always, you can touch me the number of ways. You can always check me out on Twitter. I'm at Rambling Russ, R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G-R-U-S-S. Tweet me on a tweet you back. Appreciate all the followers and retweets and likes. I get on Twitter. Keep in mind, of course, any artwork from any of the movies, TV shows, books that I review that I get, I generally throw them up on Twitter for y'all to see. Of course, also check me out on Facebook as well. Just type in Rambled Russell in the Facebook search engine and you'll find my page there. Throw me a like and check out my fan page. Uh, of course, you can check out all new episodes right here in the Talk Shoot Network. I'm sure 18411, that's my caller ID. Check me out there. 
And all older episodes, of course, are on the Libsyn website, http full colon backslash backslash November dot com. That's my original home on the internet where I have over eight plus years of podcasting goodness going from 2006 right up in 2013. Now, you may have heard in this show a bit of thumping in the background. No, I'm not living next to a drummer, although if I did, I'd have to shoot him. Uh, I, and I, I don't mean that seriously, so don't don't call the cops on me. Um, I, I have I, I have acquired a small I, I fall fully wabbit, which I'm not going to hunt with a shotgun like Elmer Fudd. Uh, he's a little black and gray bunny called Onyx, and he's in the room with me recording today. Maybe in the next show, I won't record with you in the room. Uh, so that's the thumping you hear. I, I, I'm not going to try to edit it out because it's too much work, and you, you live my life. So that's not going to happen. But just in case you're wondering, no, it's, I don't have bad equipment. It's not your, your player, whatever you're playing this on. It's Bunny. So I just thought I'd let you know. That's, I had to get that out. Coming up uh, on the next episode of the show, which may be in a week or two weeks from now. Just keep watching. You'll see. I am trying to make my way through the HBO Cinematic Show Quarry on Blu-ray as well. I am making my way through uh, the latest of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's Tale of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Super Shredder. The last part of Season 4 and the early part of Season 5 on DVD, courtesy of Paramount. As well from Warner Brothers, the movie Collateral Beauty. Uh, from Paramount, Sabrina Down Under. Uh, possibly the 15th anniversary of Triple X, courtesy of Sony. And maybe I'll check out the first season of Die Nasty. Possibly. All on the next future episodes of the show. Some video game reviews as well. Too many to list. I'm not going to talk to you about it now. Just keep listening to the show. you find out. That is me. I'm running out of time because that is my life. And we'll catch you next time right here on Rambo with Russell. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Peace out. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.